in today's show. We're here to recap all of the action from Martin Luther King Day on a Monday in the NBA, 12 games, Mickey Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Here we are, massive, massive day. 12 games on, basketball all day. Um, and lots of takeaways for us to get into. Not so much in terms of news, but in terms of in-game results. Let's head to the news right now, though, and just talk about a couple of injury returns, which is what we're looking at at the moment. Kelly Olenek, he's not playing tomorrow, but he will be back this week, it appears, and I would grab him. Um, Isaiah Stewart's obviously not up to it. Uh, Trey Lyles is Trey Lyles. And Olenek, it, it might be rusty when he starts things off. I don't really have any... Um, yeah, huge hopes immediately, but I think a top 100 player is hiding there and I'd want to grab him if he's available. Joe Harris and Jeremy Grant, looks like they'll be out at least another week, maybe more, maybe one and a half, two weeks, but their return is coming. I don't think Joe Harris is a 12-team league player, even when he returns. I know Kevin Durant's out, but he's more in the Tim Hardaway, Duncan Robinson, that sort of mold as a three-point specialist streamer irrespective of your Durant status. He's not a must-roster guy, I don't think. It can help, and he might help your team perfectly. But he's not a guy you have to go out and grab. Jeremy Grant is. Um, Grant, be interesting to see where he fits in and, and how, if he hijacks the offense at all, how, if he helps Cade, if he hinders Cade, because there were some issues before where Cade wasn't taking shots and Grant was taking like 25, and that's obviously not ideal. So we'll see where Grant fits. But I think when Grant comes back and plays some games, I would be selling high, because I, I think there is... If I was the Pistons, I'd be trading him. I wouldn't assign him to begin with, but that's beside the point. Uh, I, I think there is a chance that he is, he is dealt. Um, probably not as high of a chance as there should be, but I think there is a possibility of that going down. Remember, at this time of the year, we are three weeks away from the NBA trade deadline. That Don't get sucked into rumors, right? You will read articles on Bleacher Report or on Hoop Central or some other bullshit site that steals content. You guys know the ones that I mean. And they'll put out like, yeah, this has been discussed or this is the trade. Or, yeah, I saw an article today that had breaking news. This trade is happening. Like, it's not. Like, so just be really careful about what you read, what you consume, and making fantasy moves on the back of rumors such as those is almost definitely going to be detrimental. Like, we can have assumptions that Miles Turner is getting traded we can think that there's a real big chance that he's getting traded. And I do think there's a pretty decent chance that it happens. But it's not locked in that he's going to Dallas. So we don't have to go, what happens with him on Dallas and who are the players coming back and how does that all work? There's no guarantee of any of this stuff. And I think making a lot of those moves based on that, it's just going to end up hurting. You might hit one of them and you might miss 10. And that strike rate's not enough for it to make sense to make moves based on uh, absolute and complete conjecture. Let's look at the top ads over the last 24 hours. Cameron Thomas has been added in a lot of spots. Hope you grab Kessler Edwards instead. They were both interesting guys, but as I posited, we'll talk about this more in the Nets game, is that with Kyrie back, Thomas's value would be dropped, and Edwards would be the guy to look at there in, as a priority player. And I think that bared, yeah, that bared out in that first game. Um, yeah, I wouldn't think that Thomas is a must-hold. JaVale McGee, didn't expect him to get outplayed by Bismarck Biombo, but he's still an ad with eight and out. John Kaminga, very interesting with Draymond Green out. We'll see what happens when Steph's back and it's not a blowout. Otto Porter. Yeah, worth streaming. Kelly Linick, I just mentioned. Oh, Desumnu. Yeah, playing well. Um, when Lonzo comes back and then Caruso comes back and then Levine comes back, it's going to be mighty difficult for that value to keep up, but stream value is right there for him. The big stiffy Bones Highland. Love what he's doing. Can it maintain? It is trending that way. I don't mind a grab there. Justin Holiday is just a back-end guy. LaMarcus Aldridge is a back-end guy. And Darius Baisley is honestly just a streamer. Four defensive stats, even though he started today. Um, I don't really see that as a 12-team league situation. Let's look at the top drops now. Faku's down 21%. Sure, no worries. Drop him. 
Marvin Bagley, well, people didn't give him long, did they? One game, he had a big one, hurt his shoulder, then he was out. That's just the Marvin Bagley story, though. Get Play, play one good game, get hurt, play seven shit ones. Um, yeah, no worries. Lance Stevenson, yeah, he should have been dropped a while ago. Um, you know, I was never big on adding him to begin with. Monty Morris down 9%. Yeah, no worries. The upside's not there for Monty. Uh, Jeff Green down 8%. Alperen Shengun down 8%. I like Shengun, but the opportunity's not there. It is just a stash situation. If you think Christian Wood's getting traded, you stash Shengun and you hope. Otherwise, it's just not going to happen or anything. Isaiah Stewart down 8. Lonnie Walker down 8. Eric Gordon down 7. They're all 12-team drops. And Terrence Ross down 7. Yep, that makes complete sense to me as a 12-team droppable player as well. But I've been telling you about this for a while. But I'm going to tell you about it again. It is Price Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. And I've got a great deal for you, exclusive for you guys from Price Picks. It's a no-brainer. It's an offer for all of the listeners here. $50 free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point. But you've got to use that code NBA when you sign up. It's an exclusive offer for Locked On fans. Using that code NBA to get that free 50 bucks. It is the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. You just pick two to five players, go there over under projections, smoosh them together, and you can get up to 10 times your entry fee back. It doesn't just have to be basketball as well. You can combine your entries with other sports to try and get the most out of your prize pick experience. Download the app or go to the website. The app is fantastic to use. Um, go in there, use the code NBA. It's safe, it's fast. Withdrawals are also safe and fast. So go to pricepicks.com today or go to the app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use the promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All right, let's go into the games. First game up New Orleans Pelicans and the Boston Celtics. The early one, the earliest one. I guess there's a better way of, uh, of phrasing that. Good win for the Celtics, 104-92. Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Vasilinovansas. He led the Pals with 22-14-4, and, and his backup, Jackson Hayes, who'd been putting up really big scoring numbers, only had the two points. He's just that deeper league guy to watch. Herbalife Jones had another two steals and a block. He was bad from the line, but uh, 16 points with two threes. Weirdly, just one rebound and zero assists. Um, good numbers overall. Well, Devontae Graham, we know that you've got to punt field goals. 29% shooting is horrific. But five assists, two steals, a block, and three threes. Like, getting those assists is key. It's still not quite enough. But the steals, the threes, he's a fringe guy for certain builds. Ingram had 15, 10, and 6 with rough shooting night there. Well, there are still people, and I don't know why, holding on to Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Get that garbage out of here! He's been dreadful. He has been a huge disappointment, a huge step back from where he was even last season, and he does not need to be on a 12-team league roster. For the Celtics, no Marcus Smart, no Robert Williams. So Dennis Schroeder played 41 minutes. Schroeder played 23, or had 23, 5, and 9 with two steals and three threes. And this is not a surprise that when he starts, he'll get good minutes and he'll, he'll take a lot of shots and he'll score pretty well. And he's a 12-team league guy while Smart's out, but just try to sell him. Any top 100 player you get back for Schroeder is a win. He hasn't been uh, recently sharing the court with Smart at all. So basically just playing like a 20-minute backup role. That's it. Definitely not closing the game. So yeah, you can... Uh, you can sell high if you can there. JB, you've got it again. Jalen Brown had 23 and 8 with three threes, and Tatum had 27 and 8. Good numbers from both of those. But with Rob Williams out, it's a little bit disappointing to see Al Horford only played 25 minutes. 12, 7, and 4. The numbers are all right, but without Rob, you would have hoped for 30 plus. It is not looking great for Horf. I will hold him. Barely. It's just, it's not looking good. The minutes are just not there enough, and it is frustrating. Only 19 minutes for Joshie Richardson is a bit disappointing with uh, two steals and two points. While Pritchard played 11 minutes and Neesmith came in for 19 minutes out of nowhere. We don't really need to react to that. Grant Williams started in Rob Williams' spot. He had two blocks. He had two threes. The shooting numbers remain really, really strong for him. He's been an amazing shooter all season, but obviously not a fantasy asset really in, uh, in most formats. The second game was the Hornets. They beat the Knicks on the road, 97-87. It was Miles Bridges' time. There was some weirdness going on with LaMelo Ball. Oh, LaMelo's sick. He's not going to start. Um, he's available if we need him to play. Like, just tell us he's out. Like, well, why do we need this bullshit? I'm going to talk more about this later on. But the NBA starting lineup rules and all this stuff, it's, it's just ridiculous. It is absolute foolishness that there can be so much up and down or unknown with this stuff. Like, I, I don't I don't like the start that you can have 13 active players for a game. Like, you don't need 13 guys, my, my guys. Like, you don't need that many. Like, just tell us who's in, who's out. Tell us the guys that are going to play. And make it so we actually know. Like, the injury reporting is real. Because this is ridiculous. 
And yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah, the coaches are going to win games. They're going to have the advantages. What do you fantasy nerds need to know? If the NBA is going to promote fantasy and going to promote gambling, then they've got to have structures in place to deal with this bullshit. If they don't want the money from gambling and the interest from fantasy, then do whatever you want. But if you want that, you've got to pull your heads in. Without Lamelo, uh, Miles Bridges, 38 and 12, career high, five threes, five assists, one steal, one block, elite percentages, 65 fantasy points. Just sick. Like, that's just great. What an absolute dynamite player he's been this year. And I can't believe I said dynamite. Um, Terry Rogier played 35. He had 22, 6, and 7. Assists up without Lamelo. He is a bit of a sell high at the moment, but just be careful of what you are selling for. Gordy Hayward had 16, 2, and 4 with two steals, while Cody Martin played 46 minutes. Shout out to Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is. Got looked at that and got jealous. He went, man, you played 46 minutes for a player. That's amazing. 9.7 rebounds, 4 assists, 27% shooting for Martin. But with Oubre and Ball coming back, or when they come back, yeah, there's no need to have Martin. For now, sure, no worries. Uh, PJ Washington Jr. I reckon we're going to have a few Jack Armstrongs today. Get that garbage out of here! Under 20 minutes again, 2.6 rebounds, 17% shooting. Plumley played 28 minutes. There's no upside in, in Washington. He'll be better than this. But is it high enough to deal with the bullshit? Nope, it is not. Get rid of him. Plumley had five points in 28 minutes with three assists. He also is not a 12-team league guy. And let's talk more bullshit onto the Knicks. I, 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 I don't know what to make of this team. I still have no idea what is going to happen with Kemba Walker. After um, Thibodeau almost literally, and I use the word literally, literally there, kneecapped him, um, I don't actually, so obviously not in that sense of the word, kneecap, of course I am. Uh, he figuratively kneecapped him by perhaps blowing out his kneecaps by playing him so many minutes in a row. Anyway, that's a long tangent to say that his knees are fucked and he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. I don't know where he fits in. Berksy played 26 minutes and had uh, six points. Alec Berg. He'd been playing better than that and I would hold him if I had him. Fournier, the disease scrotum, he had six points. He is not a 12-team league player. While Rowan Barrett, Back to inefficient, 39% and 50 from the line. That hurts. But 18, 12, and 5, two threes and two steals in a whopping 39 minutes. That's good. 40 fantasy points in a points league, you love that. In a category league, it does hurt a bit. But he is into 12-team discussions with how much he's playing at the moment. Well, the double royal, Julius Randle. He was inefficient as well. He's outside the top 50 now for the season. 18 and 10 with three threes. Quickly was good, 12-3-7, two steals and two threes, but I have zero, zero faith in Tom Thibodeau keeping him in a 28-plus minute role. I just, no faith in that whatsoever. While Grimes had 23 minutes for some reason, and Mitch Robinson had 10-6 and six with a steal and a block, which is fine for Mitch, but you would have hoped for a little bit more in a game where Nerlens Noel was not there. The third game of the day was a blowout. The Philadelphia 76ers go down to the Wizards, 117-98. Good to see Tyrese Maxey, 18 points, no threes. But four rebounds, three assists, and a steal, while Embiid had 32-8 and eight in his 29 minutes. Seth Curry was on the Sal High show. He had eight points here on nine shots. He did block two shots somehow and have five assists, but that was a little bit of a disappointing night. Well, the big avocado had three steals, Andre Drummond with seven boards. He is not a 12-team league must-roster player despite the overwhelming majority of people in 12-team leagues um, believing that he is. That's fine. With no Matisse Leibel, who's out for another week, no Danny Green and Shake Milton, who's out for like weeks here, um, Furkan Korkmaz played 28 minutes. 6-5-5 five, and five with two steals for Furky. He's going to hurt when Green comes back and then eventually Thibel, but he can at least be like a 14-team streamer, while the thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H! Yeah, TH for life! Now, these performances are definitely not thick hogsy. They're, they are absolutely the thinnest hog in the world. Seven points in 25 minutes on 27% shooting. His shoulder is rooted. Uh, he said as much. He said he's going to keep playing through it, but it is obviously a problem. He also fouled out here in 25 minutes, so that's part of the issue. He is a little bit of a buy-low, but I don't have much faith in him being a top 50 player. In fact, I think it's pretty unlikely that he gets back to being a top 50 guy. Also, Charlie Brown played 23 minutes. Good grief. Nine rebounds for him, a block in on 29% shooting. That's with Thibel, Green, Milton all out. Uh, he's a two-way guy, recently signed Brownie. So just keep an eye on him for deeper formats. For the Wizards, where should we start? It's got to be the centers, right? Daniel Gafford started and played eight minutes. Jack Armstrong. Get that garbage out of here! Now, to be fair... He had four fouls and got eaten by Joel Embiid. Absolute 80s ass right up. Giggity. 
But the trend is disgusting for Gafford. It is on the way down. And while eight minutes is not what he will do every game, he will play 15 or 16. It's not enough to hold. Um, Montrez Harrell, he played 21 minutes. He had sky-high usage. He had 18 and 7. But the minutes are the worry. And then the, the question that everyone's going to be saying, man, Tom Bryant, man, look look how good he looked. Yeah, look, look, he's, he's got to be added. He played 16 minutes. Tom Bryant had 15 points. That is great. 15 points in 16 minutes is fantastic, right? It is really, really strong. Do you expect... Thomas Bryant to be a 35% usage player? Because I don't. This was encouraging, for sure. But I think it's just going to be a three-center roulette all season. Unless they just cut someone out of the rotation. Right. Gafford got into foul trouble. Bryant's minutes pushed up. He had insane usage and he hit his shots. He had 15 and 5 with a block. They're really good numbers. The free throws, not so much. Two or four. If you want to grab him, fine. I still don't think that it is the best use of a roster spot. I don't see Thomas Bryant playing 28 minutes a night on this team. And that's what I'd need for him, probably even maybe 26, for him to be a must-roster player. I think they are going to run with a three-man rotation. And I know that the bloke who argued with me on Twitter is probably listening to this today, but I'll explain it to you, directly to you, the person who argues with me, but also to everyone else. These three-man center rotations is another reason why the two center um default on Yahoo is ridiculous because if you are playing three centers as two teams currently are doing in the NBA it leaves no centers to be fantasy relevant because their minutes are all split it's the same as lineups that have zero centers in there because you don't have enough minutes for centers to be fantasy relevant centers are the most replaceable player that they can throw seat three center I think Sacramento is going to start doing it as well Jones Lennon Holmes I think they're going to start doing that at times or Metu or whatever and it just means that these guys, and you've got to fill a minimum two spots, and you've got to be throwing in Bryants and Harrells and these blokes who, yeah, the 120th, 150th, 180th best player just to fill that spot because, um, yeah, that's what's deemed necessary. It's really frustrating. Rui Hachimura had 11 and 5 in 16 minutes. Don't don't worry. Don't touch him. Don't 12-team him. Not at all. Brad Beal returned. 13, 5, and 6. Shit out shooting, but he'll be better than that. While the future MVP, Kyle Kuzma, rough from the line. But the rest is great. 15, 16, and 4. One steal and three blocks. Now you're never getting three blocks from Kuz, so don't get too excited there. I guess I'm a little worried that the minutes dropped to 29. And the worry we had with Kuz was Hachimura will return. Bryant will return. So those minutes that Kuzma was getting as the backup center, and then you're getting all those minutes at power forward, might be impacted. And they have dropped. He's kept the production up. I still think he's a sell high. I've thought he's been a sell high for a long time. I think in a week or two weeks' time, we're going to get to the spot where he's now back. Oh, he is back in, he's inside the top 100 now. He wasn't for the first 12 weeks of the season. And I think we're going to see him drop back out of that zone pretty quickly. But really good stuff from Kuzma again, who has taken legitimate steps forward to turn into a very, very solid and dependable starter. With Beal back, Dinwiddie just shit it completely. Absolute bed turds. Seven points, 20% shooting, five shots. He had seven assists. The buy low, uh, well, not the buy low, the sell high slump in full effect there. While interestingly, they did not play Denny Avdia as part of the rotation. To me, that's really bad. Um, I think Unsold's done a pretty good job. That's bad coaching. I think he's a better prospect than Kispert. I think he's a better prospect than Hachimura. I think he's a better player than, or better prospect than Harrell, quite clearly. Taking him out of the rotation entirely is, I think, pretty poor coaching. They kept Corey Kispert and played him 30 minutes. He had 11 points with two threes, but yeah, obviously we're not feeling great about Avdia um, moving out of that rotation entirely. Not a good development for his dynasty stock at all. But it is a good development from BetOnline because they're here to wish you a happy new betting year for 2022. The NFL playoffs first week is over and BetOnline is there with you to be the number one spot for all wagering action in 2022. It's a new year and there's a new updated desktop and mobile site. So why don't you go there, check it out and make a deposit using our code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome deposit bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's go to the next game. The old uh, Brooklyn Nets. They took on the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs win it 114-107. There was no Kevin Durant, but there was Kyrie Irving. So let's start with Kyrie. 38 minutes, 27-7-9 with three threes. That's really good. 
50 fantasy points. That's great. He's got three more games this week. It's awesome. In fact, the next two to three weeks, the Nets have got a very road-heavy schedule. But you know what that means? Is after that, they're going to have a very home-heavy schedule. And this dude is not getting vaccinated. He is not playing home games this season. It's not happening. So um, use this. Build up this week. Strong couple of weeks after that. Trade him. It's going to be too many DMPs to bother you. Uh, Jimmy Harden, 22-7-10 and 10 in 40 minutes. He did bang his thigh in this game, but was able to play through it. LaMarcus Aldridge returned, but they kept starting Dayron Sharp. Very interesting. 10-6, two steals and a block for Dayron. Good numbers. What happens when Claxo returns? Did they go to a three-center rotation? Well, they already sort of did. So that could... L- Sharp's play, Aldridge's return, Claxon's return, which could be next game. It's going to make it... It's going to make Claxon's value very interesting. I'd hold Claxo for now. I'm not sure it sticks. Aldridge had 13 and 5, and he could be a 12-team streamer. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster, but Kessler Edwards. 38 minutes, 11 points, 3 threes. Not much else there. He did block a shot. I think that he's the guy that we add on this team as a 12-team league player. Is it going to stick? Is it going to be consistently good? Probably not, but I like him as a player. There's something there. Cam Thomas, only 6 points in 19 minutes. He's a 12-team drop. You can stream him when Kyrie's out, but that's it. And the Shark, Bruce Brown, had two steals and two points in 12 minutes. Baby shark, Let's talk about the Cavs. Darius Garland, lock him in. He's an all-star. 22-6-12 and 12 with two steals. He continues to be excellent. He's the 19th ranked player this year. 19th. Oh, I was relatively high on him, I thought, pre-draft, um, you know, pre-fantasy draft season. Uh, no, nah, not like this, though. This is crazy. Jared Allen, 14-10 and 10 with two blocks, 100% shooting. He continues to be awesome as well. Kevin Love, who was on the Buy Low show, Still only played 20 minutes, and I think that's realistic for him in that range moving forward. But the shots started to go in, and the usage went back up. Well, they didn't go in that much, actually. 38% shooting, but 14-5-5, and and that's really good for those minutes. Isaac Okoro started with Lamar Stevens out again. I think Okoro sticks in that spot. He had 15 points. That's good, but it was on 71% shooting, which is 100% not sustainable. He gave us one rebound and zero assists with two steals. He's more of a 16-team league guy than a 12-team option. Markkinen had 14 and 6, just enough to hang on, while Mobley had 12 and 6 in 37 minutes. Well, the Discman, Sidi Asman, 7, 4, and 3 in 24 minutes. Drop, drop him. Like, just, that's fine. He's not good. And I think people get confused that me saying, hey, you had to go and add Chetty Osman as a great stream option when uh, Rondo and Okoro were out. That's, that's very different from me saying this guy's good and he's going to have rest of season value because he, he's not good and he doesn't have rest of season value. There's a chance he could have had rest of season value, um, but it's not happening. And Okoro's back, so see you later. Um, I probably didn't articulate that very well when I was talking about Osman, though. Let's go on to the next game. That is the Chicago Bulls and the Memphis Grizzlies. 119 Memphis wins it, 106 Chicago. The Grizzlies are just pounding people, mate. Still no Lonzo, Levine, or Caruso. So Ayodesumnu, 38 minutes, 15, 10, and 6, 5 steals and 2 blocks. That is a sensational fantasy line. 53 fantasy points. That is ridiculous. That is two big minute, big production games for Desumnu. I don't see how it lasts long term at all. Stream him, but literally next game, this might not happen again. Like he might not have anywhere close to this because Lonzo and Caruso both might be back. But this was great. Kobe White, also worth having for now, and that could end pretty quickly. 16, 6, and 5. While Vooch, how does it get this bad for Vooch? How is he this bad of a shooter? It's Vooch. It's Vooch. 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 Seven points on 15% shooting. Ten boards is nice. Two steals is nice. Two blocks is nice. But that shooting, man, that is rough, and it's been bad all season. Well, DeMar DeRozan, the struggles continue. 24 points looks great, but it took 24 shots. He had zero rebounds, zero threes, zero steals, zero blocks. He did have five assists. But DeRozan is now outside the top 30 for the season, and he's 132nd over the last two weeks. There was a stage where he was a top 10 player, and he needed to be sold high. He will be better than this, and he is a buy low now. But it's uh, it's a bit of a struggle for him. And you would have hoped that he could have picked up the slack a bit with Levine out. But he's basically just doing the same, if not less, than what he was doing before, which is a little bit of a worry. But the Grizzlies, Baino. 29 minutes for Des Bain, 25, 3, and 4. Another excellent game. He's been awesome. Jaron Jackson copped a bang in the knee, but returned 14 and 5 with five blocks. Only the 25 minutes because of that trip to the locker room. And Brandon Clarky Clark, only 20 minutes off the bench with Adams starting again. 15 and 7 with two steals. Clarky is the 69th ranked player over the last two weeks. Giggity. You probably just want to have him on a roster and see where this goes. Morant had 25, 4, and 3. Really strong again from Jar. Really, really good stuff. While Steve Adams had a weird line, only two points, but 10 rebounds, six assists, and two steals with a block. 
I don't think that Steve is must roster for 12 team leagues, but he's totally fine if you want him and it makes sense on your team. They are not in the business of playing DeAnthony Melton, and that's fine. We just have to accept that. 10 points in 15 minutes for Melton on 50% shooting with three threes and two steals. 10-4-1, two steals and three threes is actually a pretty good fantasy line, but I'm not buying it in 15 minutes for him that we need to grab him. I like him as a player. If they don't, it doesn't matter what I think. Kyle Anderson, also not a 12-team league player. Yeah, the three steals and a block are really nice, but he played 21 minutes and had four points, and that's just not enough to be a 12-team league option, while Isaiah Williams only 18 minutes. So they continue to start him. For what reason? I got no fucking idea, but they are. Two points in 18 minutes, and they're winning. So what am I doing criticizing? Nah, fuck that. I can criticize anyway. It doesn't make sense to be having him in that role. He's not really up to it. I get you're trying to get some development. And I guess that makes sense why you're trying to win. I just don't think that he is a guy that you should be prioritizing. I don't, just phrase it again. Not that you should be prioritizing, but you shouldn't be... He's not the guy... I, I never I never buy into that, we've got to keep our bench unit together. Nonsense, because it's nonsense. Because if your starter's playing 18 minutes, but your regular starter plays 30 minutes, then your rotations are all up shit creek anyway. So it's not that you're just keeping the rotations the same, because you're clearly not. Things are changing. So I, I never buy that excuse. Just put your best player in there at the start of the game, put your best player in there with your other best players, and put your best player in there to close the game rather than I'm not going to muck up my rotations. I don't buy that for a single second. But let's go to the next game. This was a weird one. The Pacers and the Clippers. The Clippers win at 139-133. No Miles Turner, who's apparently getting a second opinion on this foot injury, which we never even knew he had a first opinion on. Well, Malcolm Brogdon's out again with the Achilles injury. Kel Surprise. Um, So they started Tory Craig, who had four points in 15 minutes. Another one of those ones. What are, what, what are we doing? Like, is Tory Craig worth it? The answer is no. Um, and they started Dwayne Washington. Like, why? 27 minutes for Dwayne, 10 points. Lance Stevenson had two in 14 minutes, five assists, 14% shooting. He had those couple of good games to start off with, but every other game that he has played on the two teams he's played for this season explains to us why he has not been in the NBA for two seasons. He, he just isn't good enough. 12-team leagues, 14-team leagues, 16-team leagues, I will see you later. Um, without Turner... It wasn't O'Shea Brissett who stepped up. It was, I haven't had to do this many times, it was the dart. Goga Badadze. Problem with my Gogomobile. Gogomobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. I've never given up on the bloke. I know that there is a permanent fantasy monster in there. 25 minutes, 17 and 8 with two blocks. It felt like the Pacers had given up on him, but that's huge. Hit a three, blocked some shots, scored well, efficient. If they trade Miles Turner, I honestly do not think that you're going to get 26 minutes a night from Gogo Badadze. Like that almost defeats the purpose. It doesn't have trading Turner to get another center in there with Sabonis. Um, but while Turner's out now, he could be a stream or he could play 12 minutes next game and they go to Isaiah Jackson or they go to Brissett more. Duarte played 34 minutes, one of his best games, if not his best. 24-7-6, and six, looks awesome. Three steals, sick. 71% shooting is awesome, but also completely unreal. This is not going to continue. But I'm more encouraged by the minutes, the assists, and the steals. While Brogdon's out, he could be a stream, but he's also been shithouse in the other games that Brogdon's been out. So you grab him, but it's far from a guarantee. While Sabonis had 19, 11, and 7, didn't hit a 3, didn't have a steal. Two blocks are nice. Yeah, pretty solid numbers there from Sabonis. On to the Clippers. And the thing you're going to look at straight away is go, Nick Batum, what is going on? 32.7 triples. Five rebounds, two blocks. That is just a gigantic game. 69% shooting. Giggity. Yeah. And then if you had a look at this game at halftime, Nick Batum had zero points. Zero. So that's great. 32 points is great. In a half, it's actually unbelievable that, that happened. But which one's real? Is the zero-point half real? Is the 32-point half real? Neither of them are, to be honest. Which one's closer to being real? The zero-point half. Now, he has been starting. We don't know what happens when Canard comes back, which is probably next game, or if Paul George comes back, which might not be at all. But Batum can be solid enough as a grab, just if it makes sense for your team. Marcus Morris, 21 points in 38 minutes. Good game there. While the Farmers Union, Amir Coffey, 16-3-7 with three threes, continues to play really well. Terrence Mann, see you later. I think Coffey's going to play over Canard. Coffey's a 12-team ad. I don't think it's going to last long-term, but that doesn't matter. We'll just add him for now. And then there's the other team that's running the three-center rotation. This was Ty Lue's quote. We're going to play all three centers in the first half. I'll see which two are playing better and then play them those two in the second half. I have never heard of a dumber coaching theory in my life. Have some balls and make a call. And also, also Tyron, 
Just because a player played well in the first half, that does not mean that they will continue to play well in the second half. That just is not how it works. You shot... Your, your example, Ty Lue, is Nick Batum, right on your team, who had zero points and then 32 points. Imagine if you had Serge Ibaka, who played the first half and then didn't play the second half, but he had a 32-point second half just sitting in his pocket ready to unload. Playing well in the first half does not mean that you will play well in the second half. That is not how it works. So I don't... Under, just get a rotation, get a plan, and stick to it. But no, we're going to run this three-center bullshit, which is up in there, which means that it's hard to roster Zubats. We can't do it with Ibaka, and we probably can't do it with Hartenstein either. Now, Hartenstein ended up with 15 minutes, nine points, two assists, a steal, and a block. Not bad. But if we're going to have these ups and downs with minutes, where some games he plays five minutes, he had like three minutes in the first half, Hartenstein here. And then apparently he was deemed to be the best, second best guy to get the minutes. I don't know. Um, Zubats had 10, 5, and 4, which is like totally fine. I think he's more of a 14-team league player, though. Bledsoe had 6 assists in 19 minutes. It's not going to get easier for Bledsoe when Canard returns, though, so I don't think that he should be viewed as a must-roster player. Let's go on to the next one. Man, this is a long show. Sorry, guys. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, they somehow beat the Bucks. The Bucks were up pretty big in this game, and then the Hawks came back and ended up winning at 121-114. Chris Middleton, it's what, exactly what I talked about on the buy low, sell high show today. I said, you're going to have to eat when you're selling high, you're going to have to eat some games where the bloke continues to play well. That's the best way to get a successful sell high. 34-7-4, two steals, two blocks, four threes. It's a sick game. It's a massive game. A Drew could return next game. And then Middleton's numbers will probably, presumably, come down. Pat Connaughton had 14-6 and six with four threes. Good. Don't care, though. Not a 12-team ad. Punch Bob, 13-13. and 13, Well, Giannis had 27-6-6 six and six on some pretty rough field goal and free throw percentages. Grayson Allen also fell away. He had nine points. They also uh, subbed in George Hill for Wes Matthews as a starter, which is, I guess, something. I don't really know why. But uh, Matthews off the bench fouled out in 21 minutes, while Hill had five points in 31. So the Matthews, Hill, Nwora, Allen, DiVincenzo, Connaughton combination, it's just going to mean that none of those guys are 12-team league players eating into each other's minutes. For the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, 30 points, 11 assists, two threes. Really good. But how about my man, the double O, Anyeka Okongwu, 36 minutes, 12 and 8, one steal, three blocks. He's really good. I think he's going to be really good. I think he is going to be a consistent top 40 fantasy player, but not this year. As long as Clint Capella is out, Okongwu is a 12-team league player. There'll be some dud games. Starting Gorgie Jeng over him, Nate McMillan, that's why you were fired in Indiana for dumb shit decisions like that. But you came to your senses pretty quickly. But I don't think there's any world in which he is starting and playing 30 minutes a night while Clint Capella gets 18. I don't think there is any world in which they are playing together. If John Collins is traded, are they going to start these two together? I think there's no chance of that happening, right? Capella can't be traded this season. He can't. He's a, it's illegal. He cannot be traded. So the only way you're hoping for a Kongwu to maintain long-term 12-team value is an injury to Capella, which is possible. And that's why we're having a Kongwu now. We hold and we see what happens. But I just don't see it lasting long-term. Or they're going to play a 24-minute split. I really doubt that as well. Maybe maybe a Kongwu is just that good. He might be. But I don't think it's happening. We're almost at the end of our man. Why are they playing Timotei Lawawu Cabaret Rope? Uh, four minutes. Tony Snell, four, four trillion. He's done. He's cooked. He's out. Well, DeAndre Hunter, very good game. Minutes up, 20 points, nine boards. I think he had nine boards in his last nine games combined. And that's a slight exaggeration, but not much. Nine boards, two threes, one block. He's continuing to shoot shoot pretty well, although he's only 35% overall. But since he's come back, he's at 45% from three. Um, yeah, he's a 12-team league guy with the trade of Reddish. Now, there is no Bogdanovich here. So that will have an impact on on him and on Fanapants, who had 13, 8, and 3, Kevin Herter. They will get impacted. Johnny Collins, no foul trouble, but they just hate giving him minutes, don't they? 31 minutes, 16 and 12, three threes and three blocks with some poor percentages. But I'm not bad. That's starting to push back up from the buy low value where he was earlier today. Let's go on to the next one. The Portland Trailblazers and the Orlando Magic. The Magic lose 88-98. Uh, uh, feels good. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, 21 and 22, four steals and two blocks. Oh, no, can't play the minutes, guys. He just can't. He, he can't do more than 25. He just can't do it. Just doesn't have the energy to do it. I just can't do it. Uh, that's another 36 for Nurk. Uh, he's just not good enough. He's shit house. Josh, I don't know what you're seeing. 
he's terrible. And some of that was me parroting people who love writing negative com comments about Nurk, but also the coaching staff who just had refused to play him. Now, it does help that Cody Zeller and Larry Nance are both out. I think he's a better player than Larry Nance. He's definitely a better player than Cody Zeller. I think a big second half could come from Nurk, but I'm also not holding my breath. This was really good, and he's been very good lately. Nasir Little, 13 and 10. That's a good number from Nasir, but he is he the guy who loses when Norm Powell comes back? Remember? Um, I don't know why I said remember, but I did. I think it is worth monitoring, but I asked what I was going to say. Remember what I said earlier today, I think it was, on one of the shows? There is a small chance that they keep Little starting and slide Powell to the two and McCullum to the one, meaning Simons comes off the bench. I think it would be absolutely ludicrous, but Chauncey Billups is also not a good coach. Don't rule that out. It's maybe a 5% chance of happening, but do not rule it out. And if that does happen, maybe Little can ma maintain 12 turn. But Nance being out um, helps him as well. As for Bob Covington, well, again, two steals, three blocks, 11 boards. He's doing it in those categories. There is going to be some drop-off for him, but they're good numbers. While McCullum's first game back had 28 minutes, 16 points, two threes, steal and a block. Good numbers from CJ, but it killed Anthony Simons. Not killed him in terms of we have to drop him because we absolutely do not do that. He played 35 minutes and had 13, 2, and 7. Didn't hit a 3. The shots wouldn't go in. Now, again, it's one of those things, almost the opposite of what I say so much about Sal Highs, is when a player gets increased opportunity and then turns their permanent production up as well and starts hitting every shot, you get the triple whammy, and it looks amazing. You go, holy shit, look how good that game was. He's done the opposite here, is that the minutes haven't gone down, but the usage went down, and with usage going down, the shots also wouldn't fall, 0 of 5 from 3. So he could have come in and still shot 45% from 3 in this game and ended up with like 18 or 19 points and 7 assists. That's still pretty bloody good, yeah? But unfortunately, the usage dropped along with the efficiency drop, so it makes it look significantly worse. And CJ returning doesn't mean that his field goal percentage and he's going to miss every three-point. It's got nothing to do with that. The usage, yes. The other stuff, no. So it's a little bit coincidental that amplifies the struggles and makes it look worse than it actually is. McLemore had 14 points in 21 minutes. Cool. You can uh, move on from him and leave him for the deepers. On to the Orlando Magic. No Wendell Carter still. So Mo Wagner, Flaming Mo. Um, another good game. Don't look now. 14 points in 15 minutes for Mo Wagner. Two threes, two blocks, four rebounds, two assists. I think there's an argument to keep him in the rotation when players are healthy, but probably not to be a fantasy guy. Bumba played 20 minutes. He blocked four shots. He had nine boards. He had a trip to the locker room with an ankle problem, but he returned. He came off the bench behind Robin Lopez for some reason. Probably conditioning. We're holding on to, Lope, uh, to Bumba, and we hope it gets better. I thought Jalen Suggs looked really good, and I think playing him 20 minutes is really, really bad. 10-6-3, I think that's, that's really good production. I would grab him in 12-team leagues. He has looked very good to me since returning from the thumb injury. It's just 21 minutes. We should not be seeing 29 minutes of Gary Harris. We should be seeing 30 minutes of Jalen Suggs. Surely it's going to happen soon. I am officially spooked about Cole Anthony. 28 minutes, 9 points, 23%. 9 rebounds, 6 assists. One of the things about Anthony at the start of this year is he started the start of the season. I went, ah, that's a bit weird. Didn't expect him to start. Um, started next to Gary Harris, and Harris pulled out in that first game and Suggs moved in. Um, and the first couple of games, he shot poorly. It's the same bullshit again from Anthony. I, I don't see how this is going to work. And then he went crazy. He had high usage and efficiency, unbelievable, like huge improvements. I went, holy shit, I did not see this coming. I screwed up, guys. I didn't think he was a 12-team league guy. I didn't see it coming at all. And now it's back to the exact same problem that plagued him last season. Horrific shooting numbers. Is it a slump? Yes. But is it a slump versus was it a hot streak? I don't know the answer to that. But we had last season. We have this part of this season. And we have a little 30-game stretch of hot shooting. I am spooked about where it goes. We'll see. Still hold him. Don't do anything stupid. Buy low a little bit as well. The Nightcrawler, Franz Wagner. 14 points in 32 minutes. Five rebounds, two assists, and a steal. Also falling off a little bit. 126 over the last two weeks. We're still holding him. But that massive stretch where he was flying, um, you've always got to look at context. Of the blokes that were out, yeah, Anthony was out in that time. You had Harris in and out. You had the big men out as well. And he was doing everything. And when they come back, he's not that player. And we've seen that drop off. And then we've still got to incorporate 
Fultz, the specter Jonathan Isaac, the author Jonathan Isaac, um, and Wendell Carter Jr. So uh, I, I can see a situation that when we get to fantasy playoffs, Franz Wagner is not a 12-team league guy. I can see how that could happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not making moves based on that, but I think there's a chance of that. Let's go to the next game. The Miami Heat. They beat the Toronto Raptors 104-99. I'm sorry, Nick Nurse, but this is crazy. You ran basically a six-man rotation. Justin Champagne dislocated his finger, played nine minutes, had one assist, and that's it. It was the starters plus the wiki Chris Boucher. Pascal Siakam had 18, 6, and 10 with five steals and a block in 42 minutes. Van Vliet had 22, 4, and 4 with six threes in 41 minutes. It's great for us for their fantasy value until they get hurt. The wiki played 38 minutes, 23 and 10 with two threes and two blocks. There's a very big difference between what Boucher is doing now versus what he did last season and what he did at the start of this season. He's actually playing good basketball now. He would be able to put up stats while playing bad basketball, and that's what he did earlier in the season. He is playing good basketball. Now, it does help that Gary Trent is out and Ken Birch is out, two rotation players, and that would that is boosting Boucher's minutes. But he is a 12-team league guy, pretty clearly. I don't think the big sneeze pressures Achura is. I don't think that he is a... I don't think that he's a starting center's ball sack, to be fair. Six points with 15 boards. 15 boards is nice, but watching him play, it's, it's exercising like, what are you doing? Honestly, like you watch him, and you go, what, what is this bug doing? I know he, he has athleticism and energy, but man, it's I, I can't I can't with this guy. I just don't think he's a starting caliber player. Still on a block, he's nice. You know, 16-team league, maybe 14-team league streamer. Scotty Barnes, 39 minutes for Scotland. 16, 8, and 6. Still bad with the percentages, but a much better counting stat game from him after having some rough ones. Good to see him turn that around. While the Jedi, OG Ananobi. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop OG. Uh, You better stop OG. 14 points, three threes, 36% with 33 from the line. Horrible. Really bad. Buy low. Absolute massive buy low. Onto the Miami Heat. We said we wanted to see what would happen with Omer Yetseven. There were so many people, man. Do you reckon they'll start him next to Bam, yeah? They'll push Bam to the four. Um, they, he's just too good. They'll have to keep playing him, yeah? Um, no. No, they won't. They did not play him a single second, Omer Yetseven. So, he's been great. Remember, he did his damage because two starting centers went out. Um, Jack, what do you think? Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, you have to. You have to. You can't hold a bloke getting DMPs because he put up big numbers when two other centers are out. And I don't think there's any doubt that he outperformed Edmund. I don't think that. But it's coaches. I want the big man who's going to be a veteran and or any player, the player who's a veteran and defense for me. And that's what Deadman does at a better level than Yurt7. And they don't need what Yurt7 brings at the moment. Move on. Bam at a bio, 14 and 9, a steal and a block, 32 minutes. There are people that will, back to Yurtsev, there are people who will try and twist anything. Oh, maybe he gets traded though. Maybe I'll just hold in case he gets traded. Like you are grasping at straws. It was great what he was doing. The numbers were fantastic. It's cooked. Maybe I'm completely wrong, and next game he comes out and starts next to PJ Tucker and plays 30 minutes. I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll get Yurtsevin's name tattooed around my anus if that happens. But, you know, there's always a possibility, I guess. Unless Eric Spolster is a big fan of anal tattoos. Maybe he listens to this and does it just for a laugh. Max Struess came off the bench with Duncan Robinson starting, but Struess got the starters minutes. Six points in 29 of them. Two threes, two blocks... The minutes are encouraging, but I just there's too much going on. With the players getting healthy, and this is still without Kyle Lowry, there's too much going on for him to be a 12-team league guy. Duncan Robinson, don't worry about that bullshit. Eight points in 18 minutes, while Hero had 23 and Butler had 19, 10, and 10 with a double-double. Gabe Vincent replaced, replaced Kyle Lowry, 15 points. He had two steals, two blocks with three threes. He's a good streamer while Lowry is out, but literally last game, he was a DNP CD. So when we hear Lowry's back... We piss Vincent off, we get both our feet right up his ass, and we say, see you later. That's, it should be a simple... People, you know, I, I did recommend holding your 7 just to see what happened. I had you know, 2% faith in him getting enough minutes to be relevant, and even that was obviously misplaced. Let's go to the next game. The Phoenix Suns get the win over the San Antonio Spurs, 121-107. Booker was great. He was also pissed that he didn't get his 50 points. 48 points, 5 threes, 6 assists, 3 steals. Good stuff. 72 fantasy points. While Paul had 15, 2, and 12 with two steals and two blocks. But I did not think I'd be talking about a 17 and 14 double double from Bismack Biombo. Did not think that at all. There's no DeAndre Aiden, so I thought, okay, 
Jalen Smith and JaVale McGee will split those minutes. No, 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 no. Smith, DMP said until the last two minutes. He came in for garbage time. Just out of the rotation now. Okay, cool. So deeper leagues, maybe you stream Biombo. McGee, 23 minutes, 6 and 8. I, I would still have McGee over Biombo. I wouldn't add Biombo. But very interesting. Bridges had 7 points. That's shit. But a steal in 2 blocks is nice. Still holding, stubbornly. While Crowder had 8 points in 26 minutes with Cam Johnson back, he's a drop. And I'm going to give Johnson maybe one more or two more. But remember, before Jay Crowder went out with COVID, Cam Johnson was not a 12-team league player. Johnson was out. He played 30 minutes a night. Crowder, sorry, Crowder was out. Johnson played 30 a night. He was great. He was must roster. Crowder came back for one game. Johnson still played 30 minutes. And we held. And then he went out with his ankle problem. But before that, he wasn't getting anywhere near enough playing time. Now, maybe he was a bit limited from injury here, so we're going to give him a couple of games to see where it goes. But if Cam Johnson stays at 24 minutes, he's not a 12-team league player. On to the Spurs. Greg Popovich, what are you doing? Now, I love you. You're a good bloke. You're a ripper coach. But this shit is unnecessary. Uh, we're going to just uh, keep Derek White on the bench, guys. Yeah, we need the uh, backup point guard with Trey Jones out. So while Trey Jones is in protocols, yeah, 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 Derek's going to stay on the bench. Um, well, that was a lie. Derek White started, played 30 minutes, had 14 and 7, while Devin Vassell played 28 off the bench. 10 points, two threes. I love Vassell, but if he's coming off the bench and in this limited-ish role, there's not a 12-team value there. It's an upside stash, hoping for the Spurs to make their first trade since the Tyrannosaurus Rex winnings extinct. It's just unlikely to happen. Jakub Pertl returned from his back stiffness, 23 and 14 with two blocks, while DeJounte had 18, 8 and 4, and a pretty solid points and rebounds game from Calden Johnson. That's his specialty, 14 and 7. Nothing else. Bad field goals, bad free throws, no steals, no blocks. That's what Keldon Johnson does. Lonnie Walker. Yeah, we can uh, Jack Armstrong him as well. Get that garbage out of here! Four points in 19 minutes. Sorry, guys. Really long show. There's a lot to talk about. Let's go on to the next game. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They go down after a furious comeback against the Mavericks, 104-102. Shay, remember that slump and someone on the pregame show, hey, Josh, when will Shay break out of his slump? And I facetiously said, mate, how can I possibly know? It might be in two weeks or it literally might be today. Ever since that bloke asked that question, shout out to you, my guy. Uh, Shay's been awesome. He's hitting shots like crazy. 34, 6, and 5, two steals on 61% with 92 from the line. This has actually turned from a buy low into a big sell high because this sort of efficiency can't stick. Lou Dort had 18 and 7, while Joshy Giddy 10, 6, and 5. Good numbers. Giddy's a little bit down there, but still good numbers. They started Jeremiah Robinson Earl, but in the second half, they went with Darius Baisley at center, who was already starting, and they put Trey Mann in there. But Baisley and Mann, the two interesting starters, did nothing at all. Two points for Baisley on 13%. The shit shooting returns. He's a streamer for blocks, and that's it. Well, Mann had six points. Cool. Robinson Earl, nine points, but the Robinson Earl, Wiggins, Baisley, Mann, Jerome foolishness, it's just going to mean none of them are even 12 or 14 team league options outside of the occasional strategic stream. Luka Doncic hurt his ankle again. What a shock that is. Stayed in the game, but let's see if it blows up. 39 minutes, 20 and 11, 12 assists, 3 steals and 3 blocks. And getting 3 steals and 3 blocks out of Luka, you're pretty bloody happy. Getting 24% shooting, you're not. But he was also good from the line, 86%. While Porzingis had 13 and 8 with 4 blocks. Porzingis. Finney Smith, best game in a while, 17 and 10 with 4 threes. But he's only a fringe 12 guy. While Brunson also copped a little bit of an injury, but played through it, 14, 5 and 8. Hardaway, not a 12-team league guy. Muxy Kleber hurt his knee, didn't return. Hard to roster him. Um, Dwight Powell had 10 points in 20 minutes, but just deeper league stuff uh, for him as well. All right, so let's go to the last game of the day. The Lakers get the win over the Jazz. The Jazz were up in this one. It's a huge comeback by the Lakers to get the victory um, with a powerful fourth quarter. 101-95 is the final score. Rudy Gobert, he uh, did his thing. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. 19-16 with three blocks. While Royce O'Neal, Basmati, he had 13-5 and five with three threes. His numbers are okay. Like, they're fine to have in a 12-team league as a back-end guy, but the upside's pretty low. And if you do need to clear roster space, he's the guys you drop. Don Mitchell, really poor shooting. 13-8-7, 32%. Missed all eight of his threes. Conley played on a back-to-back. -back, played 28 minutes and had 20 points. That's really encouraging. I don't know if that'll happen every time, but it was encouraging. While Ingles had nine points, and it was a stinker from Bogdanovich as well. Five points on 11%. Missed all of his threes. Six assists. He's in a slump. Bit of a buy low, but his upside is not particularly high. While Jordan Clarkson... 
J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Another guy that just couldn't shoot. Six points on 15%. He missed all of his threes as well. Him, Bogdanovic, and Mitchell did not hit a single three. Two rebounds, one assist. And Clarkson, you know, when the shots don't go in, there's nothing else that he's providing. He can be a 12-team league guy on the right team. But overall, he's not a must-roster player and doesn't need to be held on a uh, roster if it's not working for you. For the Lakers, Stanley Johnson went bananas, especially in the fourth quarter. He had 10 points in the fourth quarter, ended with 15 and 6 with a steal and two blocks. He's still on a 10-day. He shot 78%, which of course is not going to continue. Do not scoop him up in a 12 or 14-team league after this. While LeBron had 25, 7 and 7 with bad percentages, and they went back to starting Dwight Howard after they said a week ago, nah, we're going small, mate. Not starting centers anymore. Dwight started two in a row. He had three steals and two blocks. I guess it's the Gobert matchup. They also made some weird changes. Malik Monk went to the bench. I mean, sure, while Trevor Ariza started. 25 minutes for Monk, 14 and 7. I am holding on to him. While Ariza did nothing. He's washed, man. Four points in 27 minutes. Austin Reeves only played 21. He should get more than that. While Avery Bradley had nine points in 27 minutes and only 28 for Russell Westbrook. They did the damage coming back when Westbrook was on the bench. It wasn't a horrific Westbrook game. He had a nice play down the end. 15, 8, and 3, but again, still 36% from the field. At least he hit his free throws, and it's better than some of the other games that he's had. But interesting that he only played the 28 minutes and that the comeback came with him on the bench. The lines of the night for today. The monstrous line of the night goes to, uh, not Mikhail Bridges, Miles Bridges. Your waiver wire is Nico Batum. The young gun is Ayo Sumnu, And your dud of the night is Jordan Clarkson. The top 10 players for Category Leagues for today. Number one was Bridges, followed by Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Nico Batum, Trey Young, Aya Desumnu, Chris Duarte, Shea Gildas-Alexander, Yusuf Nurkic, and Luka Doncic. For the top players under-rostered or rostered in under 50% of leagues, Batum, eh, I don't think it's anything real, but yeah, 12 team maybe. Desumnu, while players are out, sure. Duarte, same thing. But Dadze, if Turner's out, you can take a flyer. Uh, Okongwu, until Capella returns. I don't buy it for Connaughton. Nasir Little's more of a 14-team league guy. Stan Johnson, it's a bit fluky. Mo Wagner, yeah, with Wendell out, maybe look at him in 14 to 16s. And Gabe Vincent has value as long as Kyle Lowry was out. For your points leagues, your top 10 would uh, Booker, Doncic, Bridges, Nurkic, Siakam, Desunmu, Gilgis Alexander, Middleton, Trey Young and Kyle Kuzma. And that, after a long, long show, will do it for today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.